Flying Casual is brought to you by Patreon supporters Jory Webb, Nate Edison, Wes Anderson, David Bush, Brent, Kelly Breckner, Andy Dugan, Rob Patsky, Scotty Hawk, and Aaron Knotts. May the Force be with you. You're listening to Flying Casual, a Star Wars podcast. Here's your host, Michael Canterbury. Hello there, Flying Casual fam. Welcome back to another episode. A little double dip action, Holly. Usually you pay double, but this week you get two episodes of Flying Casual. That's right. I was really thrown off for a second because I was expecting the intro music for us. Oh, what's that? Duck. You were ready for the intro music, which didn't happen we just I, I don't threw us right into it i don't tell you guys i'm starting i just press the button and i start talking and you guys are like okay i guess <laughs> we're podcasting now we were having a conversation about dogs but now we're talking about star wars but guys you're getting an extra episode because we've been talking a lot about the mandalorian and it's epic and i love it and i'm on the hype train for it like boba fett yes please i'm actually considering getting a boba fett tattoo on my back <gasps> And I'm not talking about like someone near the ass or like up on my. I'm talking about my full back, Boba Fett. Holly, I mean thoughts. I don't like that. But oh, why? That's, why? Listen, why? Your body, your choice. My, I can yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so my body, my choice. Get your hands off of it, okay? <laughs> or on it. I don't know what I want, but I know I want a Boba Fett forever on my body. Um, but guys, we're, 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 we're going to be talking about, uh, our, our beloved comic books. We have it in several weeks. I got Holly with me at the table, got Luke on Skype and we, we read, uh, issue number seven of the 2020 Vader line and issue number eight with a little bit of issue number seven. Cause we didn't talk about the last time we talked about the comic books because it wasn't the greatest issue, but, um, we'll get to it if time allows, but I, I do want to start with the Vader comic. Um, because I think it's going to generate some interesting conversations, and it'll bring in the rise of Skywalker. Uh, because, guys, spoiler alert, the Oracle is back. He returns. Let's go. The Oracle's back. And no, I'm not talking about the Matrix, though I believe that's back, too. Am I wrong? I mean, I don't... Uh, no, you are Orpheus. correct. Yes. But it's not Morpheus. Morpheus isn't the Oracle. Am I wrong? It's been 20 years since I've seen... The Matrix. When did that movie come out? Holly, you weren't even born when it came out. So let's... 1999, same year. See, Holly wasn't born. Yeah. Oh, my God. You were a twinkle in your mother's eye. That's right. (laughs) Just a thought at that point. Not even, you know, the world hadn't met Holly yet. (laughs) The world hadn't met that Boba Fett lover. I would love to disclose that that is not true. You're not a child. But at the same time, that's fine. People can believe I was born in 1999 or 2000. Whatever. I mean, I would still be 20 years old. We're all millennials, apparently. It doesn't matter if you were born before 2000. You're still a millennial pretty much if you were born between now and 1965, it seems. It doesn't even matter. Everyone's a millennial, apparently. We're all millennials. If you're on the internet, you're a millennial. Facts are facts. Which we are. Holly definitely is on the internet. But... uh, so, guys, we are, we're taking a break from The Mandalorian. Let's get into this issue of Darth Vader number seven. If you recall, Vader just experienced the wrath of Palpatine. This wasn't some love tap, you know, spank on the ass. It was, uh, I mean, it was something out of a horror story, Holly. I mean, he, he tore him apart and left him for dead on Mustafar in the very place not on the high ground near the lava pit to die. Yeah. That well, traumatic. Or to like figure shit out or and figure then it out. get out of there. But yeah. he said the condition is if you're going to survive. Yeah. Which you probably won't because I don't want you to. Which and you're I a coward. Think, yeah. I think that's up for debate. We could talk about that because yeah. I have some questions about okay. that. But you can't use force. Can't use force. Yeah, that's a big deal. You know, you're, if you're going to get out of here, you don't have the force. I mean, you only got one hand. Maybe the force is strong in the right hand. I'm not sure how it works with Vader. Um, guys, he's limbless. He, he's there. It's, it's, you know, it looks like episode three there uh, at the lava pit. And uh, we see a figure, Ochi. Uh, we find a, a Sith, uh, a Sith uh, assassin was sent to finish the job. 
And uh, this Ochi fella does not have the force. He, he's just an, uh, an assassin who has many skills. Not the force, though. Uh, Vader says, I got to get the hell out of here. Right? And he starts dragging himself to a cave. To, a, to, a, to an old, familiar place where he wasn't that long ago. Um, and if you recall in Episode 3, a bunch of uh, Nemordians from the Trade Federation, um, uh, they're there on Mustafar, and Vader sent to slaughter them. And boy, does he find the, the chaos that he left there in that room, Molly. Can I ask you guys? Okay, so, yeah. Did you guys feel a little bit bad for Vader when he was like... Not dra- one bit. You didn't? Not one bit, no. I mean, yeah, no, a little bit. Luke, did you feel he's he's literally dragging himself with one arm? He's crawling to safety. This Ochi's coming after him. Holly, I was just joking. I did feel. I mean, we're seeing Vader. This is his uh, lowest, right? This is the real role reversal here. Holly being the first one to show Vader sympathy. My my, who am I? She's usually, I she's usually the one uh, yeah. tempering our. It's no Vader personal sympathy. feelings against Hayden Christensen at all. No, none of yeah. that. Right? Sure, not at all. Yeah. I mean, I think this whole this whole line, this whole third Vader line in the new canon, has been very sympathetic towards him. Yeah, uh, with his connections to his past, to the yeah. ones he loved and lost that he held on to too tightly. Um, that's really been a, a focus of it, and I've been a sucker for all the frames throughout the entire line that are in the red tint Let's with go. the flashbacks. So I was, it was great to see those brought back again with the. Um, Images of the younglings oh. that he had just recently slaughtered above him, yeah. watching him sort of cut the Memoidians and the rest of the Separatists to pieces there on Mustafar. Uh, I'm loving that imagery, that callback to you know the the forging of what Vader is, uh, and Mustafar. Mustafar, yeah. we always. I think every single one of these new new canon lines um, have each spent time on Mustafar with Vader. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's unavoidable. And I think it's, I was a little disappointed that it wasn't more clear in The Rise of Skywalker that that opening scene was on Mustafar. Because that, that's mm. like a significant thing yeah. to do to bring this location into the story. Yeah. But that opening is so furious and, mm. and flies by and they don't really give you like a little... It's Mustafar here. You're absolutely <laughs> right. Text at the bottom of the screen or anything like that. But um, yeah, no, it's great to get those connections that Rise of Skywalker at the same time in the comic line where you can take a breath and, and dig into these things a little bit more as well. I love yeah. that Luke brought up those um, kind of like other cut scenes, like yes. looking back at the past. Because, like Michael, you said, this is Vader at his lowest. Mm. He has lost all of his limbs for, like, the yeah. fifth time. Fifth He's time. back on Mustafar. We know yep. that's bad news for him. That's never been a good place for him. Never been a good place. And so we see him in this vulnerable state on Mustafar again, mm-hmm. but we see him flashing back yeah. to, I guess you could say that he was still vulnerable yeah. when he was slaughtering all the younglings and mm-hmm. murdering everybody yeah. when he had just transitioned into his role as Darth Vader before yeah. the first Mustafar event. But we see all these like nightmarish scenes where he's just so like big and bad and violent yeah. and powerful. And then like the juxtaposition of those scenes with him just kind of helpless on yeah. Mustafar in the present day as this comic gives it to us. And I, it's just, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's paying for the sins it feels. And he's looking back on these, these very dark moments through that red lens. It's great. It has a couple, it's a double meaning. It's like almost like quite literally him looking back through his helmet on these moments. And then just the red of destruction, like Luke said um, that we, we, we have, you know, Mustafar, I'm thinking like Starkiller base. It's, it's these red hues that just, just utter destruction is happening. And I, I, I love it. And I want to, I want to talk about a couple of those scenes that you guys mentioned, these, these flashbacks. One Luke brought up uh, and Holly brought this up too. When we were reading it, um, they were above Vader when he's striking down the Nemoidians and everything. Just, they weren't looking at what was going on. They were looking ahead and kind of up. It was almost like a poster, kind of them in the background looking ahead. And to me, Holly's like, why are they, what are they, is that, is that, you know, them in Vader's mind or what is that? And to me, 
I, I maybe we can throw a, a clip of, of the this 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 page on, on on YouTube here so you guys can see it. But it's almost like they're kind of looking away, turning an eye away to say that wasn't the Anakin that we knew. We refuse to even watch what's happening. You know, it's it's kind of their their I don't know their their presence, their 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 spirit there, saying we that wasn't him. That wasn't him. We're not going to look at this. I, I don't know. What, Hollywood, how did you take it? You still kind of puzzled by that, that scene? Yeah, I don't know. I guess it, I don't know. I guess it can be interpreted a lot yeah. of different ways. Maybe it's just like up to the reader. But yeah. I kind of felt like when I was reading that, I just like, to me, it felt like they were watching this and it was just like a very sad, yeah, but very powerful scene. I think yeah. the imagery of using the younglings that he cut yeah. down, like yeah. kind of like over him. I feel like usually when you have somebody like figures over somebody like above their heads like that, they're seen as a more like angelic, yeah. you know, aura. That's what I was thinking, yeah. But I don't know. These, I love that they do this, though, because in the comics there's these these moments where you're just like, boy, this could you could take this five different ways. And they'll never explain it. They'll never give it some definitive, this is exactly what we were meaning. It's up, just like you said, Holly, it's up for your interpretation. Luke, that was a very striking moment for us. Did you take that in any certain way that, I mean, I think we even saw up front and center the little uh, Master Skywalker, there's too many. <laughs> he might have been there in that lineup, but it, did, did that strike you in any way? Yeah, I'd love to see. I, I bet he's out there somewhere, the, the kid who... Uh to portray that that role in Revenge of the Sith because that was yeah. um, probably 16 years ago now that they yeah. actually filmed that. Yeah. Uh, so that kid's like in his early 20s or something. Yep. And I, I thought, you know, he only had uh, a few seconds of screen time, but I thought he did excellent. So I wonder if Absolutely. he went on to, to act in more. Maybe I'll have to look him up here. Um, <laughs> no, I, this the Vader lines. This one and the other two as well. I think are the most up for interpretation yeah. and the most uh, puzzling in many ways. They have frames and pages and whole issues that just leave you with a lot of questions and mm-hmm. fun conversations like this, um, where people want very um, sometimes very straightforward just answers of things. And I think yeah. like the main line. Is more straightforward. There's not too much like guessing about what happened or what's going on. It's just here's a story yeah. that unfolds. Whereas the Vader stuff, it just it messes with your head as yeah. you're reading it, and you're trying to make sense of what what am I looking at? How does this? What's my reaction? How how do I feel about this? Yeah. Uh, so I think it's um, a totally different experience than some of the other other lines. And I. I go back and forth every time I look at a page about what it means when it's in the yeah. the red flashback lens. Uh, so I could say something now, and then I'll think something <laughs> different <laughs> two minutes from now. And well, there's that's a, the way it goes. There's another moment then I want to I want to ask you about um, that kind of stuck out to me, and it was a familiar scene with uh, with Palpatine. And uh, and Anakin now Vader kind of bent down, you know, answering to his master, and and we see in Revenge of the Sith him saying, you know, um, I, I pretty much I'm your servant. Like, tell me what needs to be done. He sends him to to destroy all the Jedi, and then we see a flashback of him back before Palpatine after having done so, and Palpatine asks him and says, "All the Jedi." Even the Padawans? And he almost seems surprised that Vader actually went through with it. Holly, did you get any kind of... I mean, maybe it was just me reading into it, but for him to raise that question, even the younglings? Like, my plan is complete. I mean, a, a, a true Jedi, a true a true prophet, a true you know a chosen one wouldn't... Wouldn't have slayed younglings. He's he's mine now. What, what did you did? Am I looking into it too much, or was he a little surprised? Maybe I didn't get that he was surprised. I think that he just wanted to make sure that the test had been passed. Yeah, and that he wanted to see how he responded when he asked him that, just to make sure it had actually been done. Yeah, I think that's your like normal Palpatine trickery. Yeah, but I don't think he was. surprised. 
surprised, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, just want to make sure that all generations of Jedi are now gone. Done. Um, which we know, ultimately, there's there's several more out there that we are introduced into various uh, Star Wars stories. But, uh, yeah, so those those flashbacks were pretty powerful, guys. And we've, we were introduced a little more to Ochi, and we find out he's this assassin. Um, he's sent here to, to end Vader, but he, not so fast. He doesn't want Vader to... To fight him, you know, limbless and and near his deathbed, he he wants a real fight. He wants to be able to say, "I I killed uh, the hand of the Emperor, this 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 Lord of the Sith." Um, but Vader is just scrambling to to fix himself, kind of you know, just in, in need of fighting this guy. He's, he's obviously going to be destroyed if he doesn't. So he he kind of manipulates this mouse droid into helping him find parts to get himself a droid leg that had been sitting there since. Uh, since the beginning of the Clone Wars and just a, a robotic arm, and he puts himself together. And it was just, it's just almost like a nice flashback to Anakin and young Anakin. He's always fixing things. It was, everything was much easier and he's fixing things and he's tapping into that kind of younger self of him to, to, to save himself in this moment. Um, and so there's an ensuing battle um, where, where, um, Ochi is just talking a lot of trash, to be honest. And, and Vader isn't really supposed to use the Force, but we see him using uh, elements of the Force in this fight. Um, and, and I'm sure I'm probably skipping over some of the specifics of it, Holly. What, what am I specifically um, missing? First of all, I think that you missed a very important detail. Hey, you know details are not my <laughs> forte. And that was, you kind of touched on it in the beginning, and then we interrupted you to go back over well, some that's of the your frames fault, that we liked. Hey, you skipped the frames that we yeah, liked. That's true. But when Vader enters this room, it's pretty much exactly how he left it. Yes. And also including the decomposing bodies exactly where he left them. Yeah. And one of the things that I really appreciated about the art in this comic, which, Luke, I bet you did too, was that we had a flashback of him striking down every single person and droid in mm-hmm. that room. Except for apparently the mouse droids. Yeah, those were those were safe. And, and then it transitions into him standing in that same room and all the bodies are in the same spot, mm. just much more decomposed yeah, than they were. It's messed up. I've never seen a decomposing but, uh, pneumonian in Star Wars, Luke. Yeah, not as decomposed as you might think uh, yeah. after 23 years yep. or so, give or take. Uh, the pneumonian, um, yeah, like... Oh gosh, the Nemoidian, uh, new Gunray, I think that is, yeah. lying there, and uh, he's, he he looks better than you would Did. think of a corpse after twenty some years. I think, I guess it's a dry heat on Mustafar, yeah. yeah. and it preserves he's the remains quite nicely. Yeah, but yeah, those are those were striking images to see uh, in a continuation of the line throughout. He's been able to walk through these locations of his past and they're they're run down and and messy and bits of things laying all over the place but they're still there and he can literally walk through his his memories and and uh experience them again and re relive the the pain and the suffering and, and throughout this mike like michael the part you were talking about with the emperor that last bit of the line you didn't read is you know the go and bring peace to my empire, yes. he tells yes. he tells Anakin. And um, there's some frames throughout this where it's it's kind of Vader's inner monologue, and he's just saying peace. Mm-hmm. No, you, you didn't bring peace, like, and, and you'll never have peace again. It, it's it's like he's calling his shot. Yeah, of Return of the Jedi. He's he's Babe Ruth <laughs> pointing to the. The middle fence in the outfield, and yeah. then that's where I'm going. It's it's kind of like it, this. Seems like part of the moments are the the groundwork is being laid for his betrayal of the emperor, and he needs yeah. he needs ultimately Luke's influence. I don't want to take away Luke's part of that, but this comic seems to really be trying to lay the groundwork of the uh, the split. Yeah, with the emperor, he is. He's very very. <laughs> truly kind of i don't know when he's crawling through those let's call them pneumonian carcasses whatever the 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 uh the dead bodies there it's it's almost just like this he he's kind of 
made his own bed here and that he's going to actually lie with these people and he's got to get his crap together or he will actually become this 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 destruction it was funny when you're talking about luke those those uh peace there will be no peace kind of lines that's right when he reaches for the mouse droid and holly goes oh god not even the mouse droid can be at peace like he's going to destroy that too uh did you get some beer in your eye like me last week i thought he was going to destroy the mouse droid and i felt a little bit sad it's like i had this one moment where i was like man vader is like going back through his path of destruction and he like luke said he's like revisiting all these awful things that he did but he's unaffected by it in i mean or i guess he is affected by it but not in the way that i would be if i was walking through this area that i had landscaped with like you said carcasses yeah but then i felt like kind of bad for him and then he reached for that mouse droid i was like no yeah all that empathy just out the window Right. But I do appreciate his resourcefulness and yeah. his ability to be like, mm, I'm going to reprogram these droids yeah. to go get me other pieces of droids yeah. so that I can attach them to my body. And he did so quickly. I mean, it, it felt like an eternity with Ochi walking through that hallway into the into the room. Well, and Ochi he, did that on purpose. Yeah, he gave him some time, right? He, he didn't want to. He wanted this to be a worthy kill, pretty much. And, and that's how uh, Luke kind of mentioned, um, you know, Vader's, we're seeing this ultimate kind of turn against the emperor and, and all this adding up it's just but he still doesn't understand what palpatine's plan is he even asked ochi why or maybe he didn't ask him but he's he's wondering why is palpatine punishing me like this why is it why is he drawing us out what purpose does it serve and and in this battle with ochi uh, he he says uh he introduces himself i'm a assassin of the sith and he says of the sith but not a sith he's kind of like What's going on here? He's, he's starting to question, where are you? Where do you come from? Because it, it seems maybe Vader doesn't, he's not obviously fully understanding of what Palpatine's contingency plan is out there in Exegol. So he's starting to raise questions like, why? where do you come from? Why are you here? What is what is Palpatine's plan? And, and Ochi kind of gives it away that there is a plan. He doesn't necessarily tell him. Um, but Vader's just constantly asking him these questions in this battle. How is how yeah. does Ochi know this much about Palpatine's plan? Like he like so, came out of nowhere. Yeah. We don't know who this guy is, and all of a sudden he's like, "Hey Vader, you're Ochi's right hand man, but I know more than you." Well, well, here if you so I mean in Legends and Star Wars, the Emperor's got a lot of folks out there doing things. How does he keep track of them all? He just kills I, them when he loses track of them. He's I like, mean, uh, "Someone needs to get murdered today." So maybe Mazamita is just like I don't know. Maybe he keeps the books. I, I don't know, but it's it, he probably has other people. I mean, if he has this contingency plan going on, we talked about that. Like all these different things happening to kind of you know maybe either distract from the ultimate plan or maybe it just takes this many moving parts. But Ochi's kind of his he's his 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 his. his he does the dirty work for him. It seems um, whether he ultimately thinks Ochi's gonna you know succeed i don't know is this actually a true test or is it just he's taking him there to kill him he's he's done with him um which i think we'll probably get into in a little bit so this this battle ensues there's some lava jumping vader standing in lava um putting up a good fight with you know these mechanical arms um and not really being himself not really using the force like he probably typically would um and then we hear this voice it's not Ochi, it's not Vader, but it has an almost. Holly called it a Smeagol kind of like lisp kind of kind of. No, it's because uh, yeah. he's just like hiding in this dark, wet cave, True. and he's by himself, and he's this creepy voice that comes Phrasing out of nowhere, s- and he starts sounds like speaking me. in riddles. Yeah. But wait, before we get to that, yeah, can we go back to the Ochi thing? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, <laughs> I just feel like I don't know. I guess I have so many questions about Ochi because yeah. I'm very confused about where he came from. And also, if he doesn't have the Force, I think that he does a pretty decent job of taking Vader on. I understand mm-hmm. that Vader just, like, went through a hell of a bad time. Yeah. and yeah. But, I mean, he's got all his limbs back, and mm-hmm. he seems like he outsmarts Ochi in the beginning. But I think that, like, Ochi... For somebody who's just an assassin and doesn't have yeah. the force, he does a good job of like trying to best Vader, right? He looks pretty cool, right? He's got cool armor too. He's got sweet I mean, armor. I would argue Beskar armor because he takes a lightsaber to the shoulder, doesn't cut his arm off. Could be Beskar. I don't know, um, but yeah, I think it's 
we're, we're starting to see more non-force wielding villains that that kind of I don't know bring the Sith and the Jedi kind of I wouldn't say down a notch, but it makes it competitive and and yeah. but you, but there's a lot going on with Vader, right? He's, he's also, learned a lot. He's yeah. missing limbs. I do think that if you have not seen a picture of Ochi from this comic, you should look it up because I yeah. think he looks super cool. I don't know. Big Ochi fan here. Big Ochi podcast. This is turning into <laughs> a big Ochi podcast. It's got kind of a. Uh, it's a bit of a Batman. Yeah. Look to it. He's got kind of uh, things that come up pointy on his helmet. Absolutely. Um, and I had the same question as you did, Holly, about like the, the the part where Vader sort of gets him to let slip that the Emperor is is building some power. Mm-hmm. Um that Vader is, is apparently unaware of. And I wondered the same thing about what, what is that referring to? Because when, in all these comic lines, sometimes there's stuff that's just purely a comic story yeah. line that's going to be part of six issues. And it's not really connected very closely to the, the main saga or the shows or whatever. Um, but I, like you, Michael thought is, is this, is he referring to like what's going on in Exegol? Yeah. Um, with, with, with you know build up of potential weapons there and like the the technology the sorcery that's going to bring him back from the dead if necessary, um, or it's something like we've never seen a uh, never heard of before that's just going to be a part of this comic. Those were kind of the only two things that, that came up in my mind. I don't know if I, either of you thought of any other possibilities. Yeah. It- it, to me, it just it seemed like it was the Exegol thing, just simply because Ochi references himself as like, you know, an assassin of the Sith. He, he isn't a Sith. Vader knows about the Sith and all that, but like a Sith homeworld, like you're of the Sith, but you don't have Sith powers. So it, it actually leads me like to like so many questions. Like, why doesn't Vader? I mean, has he just not been studying the dark side enough to not know that there have been Sith empires of the past? No, he's been too, like, concerned about his own personal journey. I mean, yeah, too focused on the past, and and, and that's probably also Palpatine not wanting to really share that knowledge with him because we know Palpatine isn't isn't necessarily wanting to abide by this rule of two forever. Like he is probably seeking a more ultimate power to live forever and dominate the galaxy. So it just, that's where my mind kind of went. It would seem like, Oh, if there is something else going on, it would seem like a lot. I feel like Palpatine's got a lot to plan just for this whole exegol civilization or what bringing back all the Sith or whatever it was he was doing and to have, something else going on it seems like it could complicate things but maybe i mean maybe not this is the same ochi that killed ray's parents is it not yeah so it's the same and so he's been doing this dirty work for a while okay here is Mm. well i don't know yeah here's kind of what i was thinking one I don't know what you guys thought, but the whole, like, Palpatine actually wanting to kill Vader thing seemed kind of weird to me. I was like, I don't feel like he actually wants to kill Vader because I think that he still needs him. I think that he just wants to humble him a little bit and make him come crawling back and be like, oops, like, I really messed up. I'll never do that again. Yeah. But I don't think that he actually thought that Ochi was going to kill Vader. Yeah. And so I kind of feel like, this is just for me, I kind of feel like, Maybe he gave Ochi false information that he knew Vader was going to get out of him, and then that was going Maybe. to make Vader kind of a little bit more interested in what was going on to get him, like, off of this, like, these little side quests that he's doing for himself to, like, figure out, like, who am I? Like, Vader's having an existential crisis, and Palpatine yeah. doesn't have time for it. Yeah. So he wants him to come back and focus on what Palpatine's plans are, and so he sent Ochi out to kind of humble him, make him feel like there were these really big plans going on to pique his interest and have him come back. Yeah, and it asks, it's the same question that we've asked before, right? Like, is he, does Palpatine think he's so broken that he's just, like, not corruptible now? Like, he's his pet, and nothing will change that, and he'll do his bidding. Or is it, you know, Skywalker, Luke Skywalker, he thinks he can just, you know, if he breaks him down so far, Luke will just become, and then replace him. We, we hear that in, in episode six. I, I don't know. I, I honestly think because, I don't know. See, it's he's, complicated. He's broken him down so much, what, you know, and, and 
I don't know. I kind of believed him when he was he was punishing Vader that he, you know, he has to start from the beginning. And if this doesn't work out, well, you're just you're lost to me. I, I have no use for you. There's others out there, and I know now, um, especially since I'm building the Sith homeworld, I've, I've got other plans. I, I don't know, and or maybe it's maybe he created this entire scene here to lead Vader to this Oracle that we're going to talk about here. I don't know. But he needed somebody to take Vader's place. So if he really, truly did want Ochi to kill Vader, he had to have already had somebody else in mind. I mean, Scott, Luke Skywalker. I guess. Mm. I don't know. I think it's a good question. And I, I don't know if we're actually going to get the answers in this line. This is the final main Vader, or the finer, fi- finer, final Vader line, I think, that we're going to get for a long time i don't know if we'll get those answers holly that's crazy i think it's just going to get a little more confusing um and so guys we we hear this voice it's kind of this smeagol like creature like holly mentioned it hiding in the shadows wanting to talk in riddles he maybe has a little bit of a lisp we're not sure um but it, we find out it's it's this oracle and if you recall many 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 months ago um, when some of the concept art was released for Rise of the Skywalker, we were revealed this creature. And at the time, it seemed like it was this uh, Tor Valum character. Well, with the leak of Colin Trevorrow's script, we found out Tor Valum was actually a character from his script. And this oracle was actually created, a creature created by Lucasfilm. They shot the scenes and cut it from the movie. We we actually are getting this creature, this oracle. He goes he calls himself what the the web of the the eye of the boggish web. What am I confused? Eye of the webish bog. The eye of the webish bog. A little mixed up. I speak in riddles, guys. Um, to the eye of the webish bog, He's like I, the eye of the webish eye of webish web- no. bog. Yes. Fantastic. Great name, by the way. Yeah, it is. Um, so we're we're introduced to him. Um, and, and he says, he's just talking to Vader, like, you have all these questions. Like, what, 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 are, the, what are the answers that you seek? And, and, and he, he's leading himself to be this, kind of this all-knowing creature. Um, he knows Vader has all these questions about Palpatine's plans. Um, so, yeah, Holly. You know what I like, though, is mm-hmm. that he was reaching out to Vader through the Force. Because I don't think that Ochi could hear what he was saying. Could he? Because I think Ochi shot the cave closed, didn't it? So this, he's, this creature's coming, he's calling from a cave. So right? he was actually speaking. Because yeah. then, then Ochi was like, are you trying to use the Force? And Vader was like, no, he's reaching out to me with the Force. So I wasn't yeah, sure. I, think, if, yeah. I don't think these were necessarily audible, an audible voice. Because, you know, it, there's different forms of bubbles in, in text yeah, yeah. in comics. And it's not a straight speech bubble yeah. it's kind of this wavy that's true line of a bubble so i think it's supposed to be like yeah something you can only hear maybe through the force yeah because i'm not sure ochi like ochi says he feels something and you woke something up there. yeah yeah but I, ochi i don't think necessarily hears the voice he just knows yeah. something has vader's attention and he doesn't want vader going off and finding some other force power he wants him Focus on the, the showdown. On the, on the with showdown, OG. yeah, yeah. So yeah, maybe just any creature would have felt that presence, or maybe because he comes from the Sith planet, maybe it's that dark sign energy. He's like, "Oh, you've awoken something." Uh, yeah, but what the hell I, are you doing? but I think that what that creature was saying, I think that was specifically meant to be heard by Vader and nobody yeah. else, because then Ochi shoots the top of the cave with his blaster. To try to close it so that Vader doesn't go in there. He did. He did. Um, I kind of wanted to pull up, oh, it'll take me forever to get to skim through this comic book. Um, I kind of wanted to see exactly what he said. Does anyone, Luke, do you have that up by chance right now? I'm I'm skimming through my. Do you want the, the, what the eye of Whippish Boss is? Yeah. 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 He's kind of mocking him. He says, um, who is that shouting? Demanding answers so insistently. I just like, I get the lisp in there. And then um, he says, You'd throw your life away so quickly just to hear what I might have to say. And this is as Vader is like going through the cave that Ochi is trying to collapse on him. Yeah. But Vader's still just like going through there trying to get to the voice. And that's why he's saying that. And he says, You'd, 
you don't even know which questions to ask <laughs> or how to understand the answers. Mm. Ha ha, look at you. Your fury cannot solve the riddles oh. of the eye of Webbish Ball. He's so creepy. And guys, if you recall, he's the giant, you know, spider on the top of the baby. Um, the, the, and we know he's a giant now, not so much a baby. He's got a, kind of a pig nose and maybe some elf ears. Um, I don't know if you caught it, guys, but there's this this something over the ca- the entrance of the cave, and it almost looks like kind of like a centipede, but it has like elements of beetles, and it. it's disgusting. So there's some there's some history to this cave and this creature, and what does it mean? There's so many things going on. This is on Mustafar, guys. This is just a stone's throw away from Vader's castle. Like, and this thing is here, and Vader's never sensed it before. Vader was doing some jacked up stuff in the prior Vader line at his castle. Ca- castle, castle. <laughs> the Michelob Ultra strikes again. His what? His castle. Um, he was doing some strange stuff with the Force and the dark side, and he never sensed this guy. Um, we're gonna find out. But he woke him up. He just woke him but up with the shouting. Woke him up with the shouting. Not with the murdering, but with the shouting. Yeah, I might have to start doing some uh, Smeagol impressions here um, to <laughs> no. kind of, uh, kind of, I don't know, get get. Get uh, getting tuned with the, the eye of the webbish bog, eye of webbish bog. But so, and that's where the episode, the issue left us, guys. We, we're gonna, there's gonna be a conversation here with Vader and the Oracle, not the Matrix, but the Oracle here in Star Wars. We're gonna find out what that means. This, is it this ancient dark side creature? We got a little bit of information after um, the uh, the uh, concept art was released and after. Um, the Rise of Skywalker novelization happened. It's the same creature in the, in the novelization that, that Ben Solo or Kylo Ren meets on Mustafar several years later. Do you, do you realize yeah. Come on, Holly. We're starting to get deep into this now. Come on. <laughs> All of these, like, ancient, force-sensitive creatures, yeah. none of them are dark side or light side. They just mm. are. Well, because at first I was kind of like, so he's like a dark side Bindu. But yeah. then I was like, well, he's not. Because the Bindu did some crazy bad things. We saw him have some, like, violent reactions. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't always very nice to Kanan. Mm-hmm. And also, this guy, he didn't do anything that would tell you, like, he's a He's with the dark side. He could have, if he was feeling angry and disturbed, he could have blown the whole place up and got them out of there to leave him alone, and he didn't. Yeah. Like, I just feel like... I could be wrong because I don't have a lot of experience with these, but I feel like all these, like, ancient creatures that are Force-sensitive in Star Wars, none of them are actually, like, definitively dark side or light side. Dark side and light side is, like, a Jedi, like, Sith thing now, Mm -hmm. but maybe it wasn't always that way because if that had been Palpatine he would have just force lightninged everyone and everyone would have died but this little yeah. dude was like eh. it could be it could just be that he's you know his 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 speciality his speciality whatever you want to say uh is really just maintaining Sith knowledge he's not violent by any means he just shares knowledge to those who you know should possess it or are, are, are not the chosen one, but are kind of powerful enough to do so right. or are worthy. So what are the, qual- then it just kind of makes me learn, like, like what are, find out, Holly, we what don't are, know. What are the qualifications that he would say, you're somebody that I would give some information to? Well, there's a confrontation in the rise of Skywalker and I don't exactly recall what went down, but Holly, if you have, <laughs> you have a, an excerpt okay. of the rise of Skywalker, <laughs> when we're introduced to this creature and his slight interaction, there's a much longer interaction, but we're going to just tap into a little bit here. And I think, Holly, I think when we read this, everyone's going to realize we probably need to read The Rise of Skywalker in the book club. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So we'll, we'll go ahead and read this, guys, and I think it's going to help develop our, our, our conversation about what is it that Darth Vader is seeking? What is this, this uh, oracle? What is he going to offer him? What, 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 what challenges is he going to offer him? Holly? Yeah, yeah, so us a little... Um, information going into this just think back to the rise of skywalker where you see kylo ren on what we now know is mustafar Mm -hmm. wreaking havoc and to get that wayfinder that he has yeah 
Um, so this, these are the events leading up to finding the Wayfinder. So he's on Mustafar. A few more steps and the ground became soggy. The mist thickened. A small splash indicated that his presence had been noticed. Phrasing. Finally, the trees broke open onto a small lake with brackish water bordered on all sides by forests and large black lumps like boulders jutting out of the ground at odd angles. Phrasing as well. No, not boulders, he noted upon closer look, but rather fallen remnants of Darth Vader's castle. Stop right there. I freaking love that. Why wasn't this in the movie? The <laughs> right? whole point of this movie was to connect the prequels and the, and, and the original, like, show his castle. Show that this is, like Luke said, you don't even really know this is Mustafar at the beginning of the movie. The planet is healing once Vader's gone, and then the dark side is starting to, it's starting to kind of cleanse itself of the dark side. You don't even recognize it. And so if you show Vader's castle or the remnants of it there, that would have been freaking epic. You want to tie really cool. that into to the sequel? Sorry, I just had to say that that should have been in the movie. Continuing. Yes. An oily film slicked across the lake still surfaced, but as Kylo approached, the water bubbled up in the center, sending tiny waves to lap at his boots. Mm. A giant emerged, a hairless creature sheening with wetness, bits of Lake Detrius clinging to its pasty skin. Its eyes were squeezed shut, but it could still see after a fashion because draped over its massive bald head and across one shoulder was a second creature with long spidery tentacles. Gross. Yes. The two were locked in symbiosis. Kylo sensed the giant's pain as though it were a slave to the spidery being that clung to it, yet neither could survive alone. Mm. I don't like. I love it. I I think that. I think that says a lot. Is there any more that we should go on and read, or is yes. that... Okay. The spider creature spoke. I am the eye of Webbish Bog. Mm. I know what you seek. You will give it to me, Kylo said. And he ultimately does. We know that. We, we, we know that the eye... Why, I don't know, gave him this. He, he was worthy. He and gave he, it. It's because he got past all of the tests that he needed to to get mm-hmm. there. So he, you know, so killed... So riddles, like what was in its pockets is. Yeah, what was in its pockets. What was in its pockets? Luke like that. That was the ultimate question. <laughs> lint? Ew, lint? Nothing? <laughs> what was the other options? There's two there. He has something else. Fingers or hands? Fingers. His hands is. Because there's the line that Tolkien writes that Bilbo had removed his hands from his pockets right before... Gollum said that, so it didn't count. <laughs> oh, I love it. So, yeah, maybe it was riddles that he was solving. I don't know. But we yeah, need so to he tap got, into that some more. He got past all of that, killed the guards, whatever. Yeah. And so he passed the test, I guess. I think that's an epic scene that should have been in, in the film. And we, there's something, this Tor Valum that we heard about in Colin Trevorrow's script, there's something similar there. But Tor Valum actually had trained... Plagueis and then was kind of um, a, a, a kind of a similar creature kind of held all this knowledge um, and Palpatine actually had plans um, if he died he instructed Vader with a holog- hologram or something saying take Luke Skywalker to Torvalum to be trained so you get elements of that in this story with with the Oracle but not quite it's still epic though you should have had Vader's castle you should have set this up um, and 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 just kind of expanded upon that there's more out there in this dark side. Well, it's not just Palpatine. If Palpatine ends up going, there's something else going on in the universe that's dark and may need addressing. Yeah. Listen to this, kind of like Luke said earlier, mm-hmm. um, that when Darth Vader was hearing that creature reaching out to him, it yeah. was almost mocking him. There yeah. is a little bit more that I want to read. Come on. So after Kylo says, you will give it to me, He's trying to use a force trick on the creature to get the information that he wants from it. And so then it says the eye cocked its head, making an eerie squealing noise. It took a moment for Kylo to realize the creature was laughing at him. Yeah, cannot be touched. No need for that, the eye said. (laughs) Do you really think my lord would have left it in the guardianship of one who could be swayed by trick of the force? Let's go. So at some point we go from this interaction that we have in the comic between Darth Vader... And the Eye of Webbish Bog mm-hmm. to some level of 
trust or necessity there mm-hmm. where they have this agreement and now the eye of Webishbog is referring to Darth Vader as my lord or is he referring to Palpatine? Palpatine. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I thought it was supposed to be Vader. Yeah. That's what I it's thought Vader's, too. It's like Vader's Wayfinder that I think Kylo ends up with. Uh-huh. Is that right? Yeah. That is correct. I, well, he says I think Holly's on the right track. There. I, he calls he he the Eye of Wubbish Bog is referring to Darth Vader as my lord. Which oh I, yes, and you were talking about when he's talking to Kylo. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you were talking about from the comic. I, I thought maybe he said something about Palpatine. No, we're on the same page now. So yes. he didn't say anything about Palpatine okay. yet in the comic. Yeah. But I find yeah. it interesting that they have this weird confrontation in the comic, mm-hmm. and now. Years and years later, he's referring to Vader as my lord, and he's holding these secrets for him. And that reinforces the idea that that what Ochi knows about is Exegol, and what what Vader might find out about. Because the character in Rise of Skywalker is linked to the Wayfinder, which leads to Exegol. And so that that connection kind of all comes, comes together here, so that... That really makes me think that, yeah, what Ochi Bassoon is hinting at, that the Emperor is building and this unspeakable power, it's a connection to Exegol. So, Guys, we are Kylo... setting up for an epic, <laughs> epic trek to Exegol. Well, so Kylo Ren gets the Wayfinder. Yeah. It's out on an altar in the lake. Yeah. And the Eye of Wabish Bog is like, listen, you can take this, mm. but just to warn you, if you have this in your possession, it will, you will have to confront yourself. It'll show you who your true self is. So he gets it. He's holding it in his hand. And then behind him, the Eye of Webish Bog says, it will guide you through the unknown regions to the hidden world of Exegol to him. Mm. And then he disappears. Guys, this is one of those moments, just like the Revenge of the Sith novelization, that supplements the story so well. If you get this Wayfinder, you will receive your ultimate test. You will have to face yourself. You will have to face that light that you've been grappling with. When you go and confront the Emperor, you will face it all. I think that's beautiful, and it makes it just makes so much sense to the story that we saw in the movie, and it just it helps explain it so much more. Um, and, and and after hearing Kylo. Talk, he talks about, he says, what does he say? He, he sees that these two creatures are in, in, in symbiosis or symbiotic mm-hmm. or whatever, right? And what does he say? He can sense their pain. Yeah. Can you go to that line one more time, Holly, if you don't mind? Maybe you can find that really quick. Yeah. Um, the two creatures were locked in symbiosis. Kylo sensed the giant's pain as though it were a slave to the spidery being that clung to it, yet neither could survive alone. Uh, a slave to it. It's such a, it's such a, a reference to what we find out is this dyad also between Ray and Kylo that they are connected that they pretty much can't get rid of each other. They're kind of annoying each other at this point. They just show up right. They need each other. They have this symbiotic relationship that tends. It seems like it's balancing the universe. Like it's huge and it annoys the hell out of him. And, and and it kind of struck me that that uh, that Kylo figures out this relationship between him and Ray before Palpatine does. It's like, well, yeah, we're we're a dyad. Like, how does he figure that out? Like, is it just this connection? It seems like he's done some research. I don't know. Maybe if the Oracle kind of enlightened him a little more to to with this experience, I, I don't know. Something he was feeling and that connection with Ray, and it kind of made sense to him. I don't know. I'm kind of looking into it a lot, but I think it's a nice kind of. I don't know. It just kind of explains that relationship um, with them a little more, in my opinion. I don't know if you're looking into it too much, because literally the line, pretty much the line exactly before uh, what I just read, mm-hmm. was him feeling aggravated because he could sense Ray on Mustafar. <laughs> so, I mean... I love it. Ray Carson very specifically yeah. had to have right had to have written that about ray yeah before right like leading up to him finding this wayfinder yeah and i this is all story they were they filmed it there is actual footage of this scene and they just cut it 
I think we 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 heard uh, from one of the actual graphic designers, one of the one of the set designers who who worked on this. He's like, man, I'm I'm really proud of this. It sucks that it was cut. It probably would have been a four hour movie if we would have done this. But there's hopes for it returning in the future. And is this that moment, Listen, or are we going to get more Oracle in the future? He said, I don't know. We could possibly see it in something maybe like the Mandalorian in the future. He just said, he told Collider, this was an interview with Collider. He told Collider that he hopes that it would come back and it would be fun to see it again in Star Wars or the Eye of Webbish Bog Mm -hmm. in Star Wars. And then he said, perhaps in something like The Mandalorian. If this guy has been around for thousands of years, we're assuming, and it's just this like Bendu-like guy, creature, why not? Why not bring him up? Why not allow, you know, some other big baddie in Star Wars future to come along this guy and and, and maybe they're worthy of knowledge that he possesses to a bigger, darker power? I I think that'd be cool. So the Oracle is going to lead Din Djarin to a real Jedi that can train. (laughs) The Oracle has a change of heart. He's like, you know what? Uh, You know, that dark thing really didn't work out. (laughs) So we'll we'll help you out here. I I don't know. I, I think it's, I think it's, am I, am I, am I, are you blown away by that, Ollie? The 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 connection there with this novel. Did do you think that they did an injustice in taking this story out? It would have explained the beginning a lot better, would it not? I think it would have added a lot of really nice context, yeah. and I feel like that context was really needed. Um, I think that it would have, you know, kind of set it up a little bit better, and you could understand like, okay, Kylo Ren is going back to you know, this place that was very important for Darth Vader. We're not yeah. totally sure why this was important for Darth Vader. And, but, oh, wait, yes, there it is. Yeah. This creature gave Kylo Ren directions on how to obtain this Wayfinder. And if those directions came from, we just talked about my lord, It, I mean, it, doesn't it kind of maybe give us some an idea of where this conversation's going? That it's... Is Vader worthy of this knowledge? If he is, are we going to go to Exegol? Could yeah. we? Could Vader go to Exegol and see what's going on? Man, that would add to that the kind of high, the, the behind the back. You know, Palpatine's going behind Vader's back. He doesn't know that Vader knows that he's creating the Sith Empire. Uh, Luke, I want to know. We, we have an idea after reading this conversation about Kylo and the Oracle's interaction. We know that he says, we just talked about, you know, these are my Lord's directions or whatever. So Vader seems to have left this wayfire, wayfinder for a worthy, the one who's worthy of, of, of whatever in the Oracle's eyes um, and Vader's eyes. Are we going to get in this story a trip to Exegol? Could Vader actually go to Exegol, see what Palpatine is doing here? And it, it, maybe that's where you really see a change of heart for Vader. Oh, my God. You're, this is what you're doing? We can't do this. And maybe these directions he left for a Skywalker to come and remove the Emperor at a later time. Because he knows he's foreseen his future. I am not going to make this out. It's, it, to me, it feels like that. He knows he's not going to be around much longer. Could we be going to Exegol and getting some answers, Luke? I think that's a possibility. I, I'm leaning more towards it might just be uh, he finds the Wayfinder and kind of learns about it, but then current events keep him from actually making that trek, Yeah, and that's why he ends up leaving it with the, the Eye of Webbish Bog, which then down the road, Kyle is able to come and get it from. Uh, so I think we're going to get sort of just that setup. Of finding the Wayfinder, and it sounds like the Wayfinder, like you you were reading in the novelization, like the Wayfinder itself might have some powers beyond just navigation, so he might be able to utilize it, you know, to learn certain things or tap into certain powers, uh, but maybe not go all the way to Exegol, but that's why... Kyle is able to come along and grab it from the Iowa Best Bob later. So maybe he has this moment of realization that, like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be able to take down the Emperor. I'm gonna leave this here with him and you know whoever's worthy come down the line, you know, if the Emperor kind of follows through with his plans, let's hope someone stops him or is is it could stop him. I, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to see like it's it's just is it just all about destroying the Emperor or we're gonna start seeing some kind of 
emotion towards his son at this point. I I don't know. Maybe that's maybe we have much longer to go in in this in this line. If if it's any indication of, of past Vader lines, we're around twenty twenty five issues. So we've we've got quite a bit of story to tell. Um, so who knows? Could be a trip to Exegol. Could just be a man. There's something going on there. I know it is. I'm going to leave this here with this guy. Maybe I can come back at some point, but I really don't see that happening. And maybe my son, or maybe you know someone um, who's worthy of bringing down the Emperor, can do so, and we'll and we'll find it here. Um, but how did Kylo get that information? How did he find the Oracle? What led him there? Did Vader leave something else for you know? Luke or something that would be cool um, knowing that it was going to take someone else to bring down the, this, this, this power I, I don't know I mean, I'm, he, I'm here for it he like really had to have dug into the history like his family history though yeah. right I mean especially like after everything that happened at the temple with Luke and we know that he like took off and he was very lost at that point mm-hmm. now we know at this time he's idolizing Darth Vader Vader, still, his grandfather. And so, I mean, I feel like this family has a history of becoming Mm -hmm. fixated on needing answers, and they get very obsessive over it. So I wouldn't be surprised if, like, this was the only thing at this point that, like, mattered to Kylo was, like, what's true? I will finish what you started. You know? what? Do we we actually know what what, what that meant? I mean, could it be something that we kind of learn here that that Vader was set out to destroy the Emperor? And, and I don't know. I, did Kylo seem surprised that Palpatine survived? I don't know. He very clearly hadn't been communicating with him. He went there to go kill him. And uh, But, I mean, we now know Palpatine, Palpatine even said, like, I've been every voice in your head. So maybe Palpatine led him there to the Wayfinder. Maybe Palpatine was aware of it. I don't know. I don't know what to believe. Honestly, I don't either, and that's what's great like, about this issue. You can't even figure out, like, is this all a setup for Darth Vader in this comic, or is Could this be. real? Did this really happen? Like, was yeah. this coincidental? Yeah. Or, like, did Palpatine just set him up to find all this stuff? He knew yeah. that if they were there and there was this confrontation and Vader is struggling internally, he was going to wake up yeah. the eye of Webishbog, and it was mm. going to start a whole other chain of events. I don't Could know. Have. I mean, if... Don't don't count you know Palpatine out. He he's usually behind everything. So maybe it was just his plan to 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 bring you know Kylo to him to take his energy. I I don't know. It's it's complicated, but I think it's fascinating that we could take this simple story here in this issue <laughs> that just seemed like a confrontation with the Sith assassin and a and a, and a robotic Vader. And uh, we didn't even really talk to the Oracle, which is great. And that's why I thought it was so fascinating to connect the novelization. So we get a little history about, you know, not history, but what in the future Kylo deals with in those interactions and, and that description and, and bring it into play here. Because it's probably going to be something similar um, to Skywalkers, you know, dealing with this Oracle. I cannot wait to hear what he says. Oh, I thought that that was going to be a joke. Two Skywalkers One walk Oracle. into a bog. Uh, wow. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> or is the Oracle going to heal him? You know, is he maybe not heal Vader, but is he going to help him with this? I don't know. I'm fascinated. I can't wait for this next issue. It's got to be somewhat soon because um, we are several weeks behind. Um, a week from tomorrow. Yes. Issue comes out. Well, we will definitely a be Christmas back talking miracle. about it. Amen. Amen. I, I can't. I can't wait, guys. It's it's a fascinating story, and we talk so much about it. We probably shouldn't talk about the Star Wars mainline. I don't want to do it. You know. Injustice. I feel bad that we haven't talked about it in a couple weeks, um, but we will. There's an arc here um, in issue seven and eight um, with Leia and a, a, a nemesis of hers. We find out a protege of of Tarkin. Tarkin, which you know we need more big baddies. A lot of them are gone, and they even say that in that issue. Thrawn's gone. Tarkin's gone. Who's going to step up? Who's going to be the menacing villain who does whatever it takes to sow destruction? We need more of those, um, and we find it in a, in a commander here, uh, Zara Zara. Um, but we'll talk about that that arc in, in the main line here um, soon. We we we'll dig into it. Um, it is worth discussing. We kind of you know have pushed it off for a couple of weeks, but we will talk about it. Um, but this one just I don't know, guys. It fascinated me. Um, and I, Holly, I mean, have we made an argument for a Rise of the Skywalker novelization book club selection? Yes, and. 
I already yeah, have it on my Kindle. Let's go. What else, Holly? We do have uh, this weekend a book club meeting. Book club. We're talking about Lost Stars, so that'll probably get posted next week. Hell yeah. Um, and then maybe we will do the Rise of Skywalker novelization. I'm just saying. I, I think we're I, at least I'm intrigued. Um, I think it should be you know maybe we'll we'll intrigue some others here to to pick it up because some people you know kind of you know don't pay attention to the novelizations of the movies and I think this one like Revenge of the Sith definitely does a lot of justice here um, and I adds do, a little bit of context. I mean, listen, yeah. I have to say, Come on. reading the Revenge of the Sith novelization Let's gave me go. a new appreciation for the prequels. Come on, and so like now I'm actually like a little more interested about yeah. the stuff that happened during the prequels and. Let's go. I don't know. I think that those novelizations are good for something. I can feel the Hayden Christensen hate just diminishing. Well, I didn't say before that. Us. Still bitter. Aww. Still bitter. Um, if you're listening, Hayden, you still owe Holly an autograph. But uh, So, yeah, guys, book club this weekend. We are, are talking about uh, Lost Stars. Seems to be a favorite uh, of the fam. Uh, Holly's enjoying it as well. I know Luke and I enjoyed it back when we read it a long time ago. Um, great book. Um, so Saturday, we will meet with the book club and discuss that. Um, and should be released the, the next week, like Holly said. Uh, anything else, guys? I think that's all I have. Any webbish bog theories to add? Seems like we're bogged out. Bogged out. Bogged out. So, guys, we will cut this to an hour. Look at that. Not an hour and a half, just an hour. One comic book. I mean, that's, hey, you can talk about one comic book over an hour. It's a hell of a discussion, and I, and I think we nailed it. Uh, so, guys, don't don't discount these comic books. They're 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 not for everyone, but they're great stories, um, and and you get a little you know context that you probably will never get in any other Star Wars uh, story. So so check that out, um, Vader number seven. Um, yeah, and that's it for us, guys. We'll see you soon next week. Enjoy book club when it comes up. Um, take care of each other out there in this COVID world, and may the force be with you all. <laughs>